the Lord promises to establish a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. The former things will be forgotten, and the people who have returned from exile will enjoy God's favor forever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands." They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not be hurt or destroyed. On all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 118, verses 1 to 2, 14 through 24, found on page 4 of this service booklet. Please stand as you are able and sing in unison.
has defeated death forever by his resurrection. At his coming in glory, the faithful also will be raised from the dead to share in his heavenly kingdom. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. As for all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ, then those Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how, you told, how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. What does Easter mean to you? As you were driving to church this morning, what did you have in mind? It's certainly a beautiful day. We couldn't have asked for better. Um, A couple of days ago, we had two really even hot days, and all of the trees have just come out all at once. And then yesterday, a little bit cool and rainy, but today, perfect. A great day for an egg hunt out in the garden. It's certainly spring and almost summer. For many, Easter means spring. After a long winter, spring is here. In almost all other languages, the name for this day is related to the Hebrew word for Passover, Pascha. In Greek, it's Pasha. In Europe, it's Pascha. In English alone, the name is Easter. Easter is the name of the old Druidic goddess of the dawn and of springtime. We get our word east from the same place. Paganism lives on. Easter is about bunnies and flowers and eggs, dawn and springtime. And we enjoy that aspect of the day. Who doesn't like watching the kids hunt for eggs out in the greening garden? Resurrection in the sense of new life bursting out of the old. 
But it means more than that. Of course, it means Jesus' resurrection. But beyond that, when the women brought word of the angel's announcement back to the other disciples, they thought it was an idle tale, gossip. And so we hear this story, and for us it could be an idle tale as well. This past week, Jews celebrated Passover, and for them that means a connection to the past. In the Seder, they tell the story of that night in Egypt as they waited for their liberation. They remember that story, and it's more than simple recitation. They take part in those events that happened thousands of years ago. Those events become present to them. They pass through the Red Sea along with their ancestors. Figuratively, they put the blood of the lamb on the lintels of their door so that the destroyer will pass over them. They take part in it and say, next year in Jerusalem, they are liberated from all of the oppressions that they experience and look forward to God's promised rest. The events happen both in the past and in the present. This past week, we've recited the story of our redemption. On Monday, Thursday, we reenacted Jesus' Last Supper with his disciples. We recalled how at his last meal he took bread and wine and gave them as a gift of himself to the disciples. And then we imitated his last act of service to his disciples, washing each other's feet. And it wasn't just simple recitation or imitation. We brought those events forward to the present. In washing one another's feet, we were Jesus to each other giving each other the same love that Christ gave us in his gift of himself. On Good Friday, we recited the story of Jesus' passion. We focused our attention on the cross. We recalled how God loved this world enough to enter it and that the crucifixion was the cost of the incarnation. Because we were lost in our isolation from God and because God could not tolerate that separation, God chose to overcome it by taking on human nature. If we are to overcome the separation that stands between ourselves and others, we have to be ready to share in that suffering. But God chose to obliterate the distance and to accept the suffering of all. God takes that suffering into the divine nature and overcomes death. And today we recite the story of his resurrection and bring it forward to the present. It's not just an idle tale of some past event, but a present reality for us. Just as in the story of the Passover, we are liberated from our slavery to sin. Just as in the foot washing, we are Christ to one another in this community, washing away the damage of the world. Just as at the veneration of the cross, God draws all of the suffering of the world into himself, so we also accept our part in that and his high priesthood. And in our celebration of Easter, we celebrate that God creates the world anew. We heard that wonderful reading from Isaiah, which ends with the wolf and the lamb lying down together, the lion eating straw like an ox, And then the prophet saves the best for last. The serpent, his food shall be dust. That serpent who caused so much trouble, who caused us to sin against each other, who caused us to cause that kind of damage, his food will be dust. Whatever fear we know, whatever relationships we've made wrong, 
Whatever despair may be ours, just like the despair of the women who went to the tomb, whatever our grief, God has overcome it. Jesus, whose incarnation and death was God's way of taking human condition into himself, has been raised to new life in God's presence, and we with him. In this gathering, in this recitation, and in this recalling, Christ is raised among us. In this community, being Christ to each other, we are raised with him. We taste that great banquet. All of the usual things that we associate with Easter, the eggs, the bunnies, the greening branch, the flowers, God will make the world new, and these are just pale metaphors of that newness of life that is ours in Christ. The distance between past and present and future disappears, and the gulf that separates us from God and each other is gone. The death that separates us from God's own life is no more. Amen.